My name is Travis Sullivan, and this is Truth From The Heart. So glad that you have tuned in today as I'm continuing the episode, Stop Looking Like The World or getting the world out of different areas of your lives. I hope by the end of this podcast that you will have a heart check and that you will ask God to help you examine your life and get the world out of different areas of your life. Because again, I think if the world is in our lives too much, then it hurts our witness. We look too much like the world and we are to look like Christ. Before I get started today, I want to once again remind you that you can email the podcast at truthfromtheheartpodcast at gmail.com. Truthfromtheheartpodcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. If you have any questions, comments, you need the link to download episodes once again. Again, email truthfromtheheartpodcast at gmail.com. So I started off the last episode where we talked about as Christians, we are part of a kingdom that is not of this world. Jesus made it very clear throughout his word that his kingdom is not of this world. And then I also started talking about things that I've noticed several Christians doing that I believe the most of the world is doing. And so they're bringing the world into their lives. And I think it hurts our witness if we hold up a mirror and we are doing things that the world is doing. And the first thing I started talking about was drinking alcohol. And while I hopefully made it very clear that the Bible does not expressly say it's wrong to drink alcohol, I think it is a choice, but I think it's also very important that to err on the side of caution and really maybe not drink alcohol in our lives at all. I don't drink. I don't plan to drink. I, I've never drank. And again, I think that it's a personal choice, but I think it's one, if that is an area in your life that you do drink, I just ask you to, again, do a heart check, examine your life, talk to God and ask him if that is the best thing that you can be doing in your life. Then I started talking about another thing that I've noticed Christians doing in their lives that makes them look a lot like the world. And that is going and seeing mainstream Hollywood movies in theaters. And I started, I gave you some stats about going to the movies at the end of the last podcast. And I've got a lot to cover today, so I'm not going to go over those stats again, but I do want to continue talking about the movies and look, I have started going more in the last five years, but that's because there have been a lot more Christian theme films in theaters more often now. And that is a great thing. And there are some great companies out there that have these Christian films. Some of those are Affirm Films, Provident Films, and of course, the Kendrick Brothers. And I was so happy to see The Sound of Freedom do so well. And I realized it's produced by Angel Studios, which is crowdfunded. It's not necessarily a Christian company, but they do put out a lot of Christian themed content. So I think those are the companies and the kind of films that we should be going out and supporting. And when somebody looks and says, you know, you're not going to go see the latest film that's in theaters like that Barbie movie that came out or whatever nonsense that was. You could say, no, I can't do that because it goes against what I believe. I think that opens the doors to those conversations. And then you can explain why that Hollywood's values are definitely not of the kingdom of God. And you can say, I'm standing on my convictions. I'm not going to see those films because I don't believe that that is how God wants me to live my life. And again, you may think that's ultra conservative. Maybe you don't want to do that. That's fine. I'm not sitting here trying to say you have to do this or you're not going to be saved. I'm just saying I am trying to encourage you to take a look at different areas of your life because we are called to live like Christ each and every day. 
And I've kind of talked about a couple of things that I've noticed Christians doing in their lives. Let me talk about a couple of things that I've noticed churches and how they're bringing the world into the churches. And this one is a big one, especially in my family, because it is one that we have seen happen at, at the church where I go to. I've seen this happen at other churches as well. And that is Halloween. And you may say uh, many Christians out there, well, they don't call it Halloween. They call it a fall festival. Nevertheless, it's to me, it's still celebrating the same holiday out there. And it's a holiday that is definitely not Christian. Now, did you know, I want to give you a little history fact here on Halloween. Did you know it was actually originally called All Saints Eve? And it was meant to honor the lives of those who were martyred for their faith like of course, Stephen. I talked about the stoning of Stephen in one of my previous episodes, and that is what the holiday was originally supposed to be, was we were supposed to honor the Christian martyrs who gave up their lives for the faith and who stood strong no matter the cost, and they gave their lives. But of course, Satan has turned it into a day to honor the dead, the evil, and the kingdom of darkness. He's sort of made it his own holiday. It's a holiday I know in some Hispanic countries it's called Dia de los Muertos or the Day of the Dead, and we serve a God of life. So why in the world are we sitting here celebrating this holiday? There are several verses that talk about Jesus and, and, and God and how his kingdom is also the kingdom of life. It's a kingdom that's not of this world, but he is the God of life. John eleven twenty five, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet he shall live. Again, our God is the God of life. John 14, 6, which is one of the earliest verses that I ever learned. And that is Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And one more, Proverbs 8.35, for whoever finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. So our God is the God of life. And I know many churches don't decorate for Halloween, but they still have harvest or fall festivals. And in my opinion, if people are showing up in costumes, then you are celebrating Halloween. And there's really not anything about Halloween that you can relate to Christianity. I believe that it's one of the most satanic holidays that we have. And I can tie most American holidays into Christianity or what they are about and tie them somehow in. And let me just do a few for you so you can understand what I'm talking talking about. So let's start with New Year's. When we come to Christ, we are a new creation. The slate is wiped clean and we can start all over again and have Christ in our lives. So again, that's a lot like the New Year. Valentine's Day, we celebrate love. We can celebrate and be reminded of the love of Jesus and how the ultimate act of love was him giving his life for us on the cross. Moving on to the next holiday, and that would be Memorial Day, where we honor those who gave their lives for our freedoms in this nation. Again, much like Christ gave his life at Calvary so that we can have eternal life. Now, I, I don't want to lift those that have given their lives on Memorial Day and are given their lives for our freedoms and lift them to the same level as Christ, because it is definitely not the same thing. We appreciate and we honor those who gave their lives for our freedoms, but it is a lot different than Christ coming to give us eternal life. So 
So I just, I don't want to get any emails and say, well, you're comparing them to Christ. I'm not comparing them. I'm just relating the holidays that we have to Christianity. So I said, it's much like Christ giving his life at Calvary. July 4th, of course, we celebrate our nation's independence and we can celebrate our freedom in Christ as well. And again, there, I could go on and on. And of course, Easter and Christmas are pretty much about Christ. Of course, Easter was about Christ's death and resurrection, and then Christmas is about his birth. Again, you can relate a lot of holidays to Christianity, Thanksgiving, being thankful for all the blessings in our lives. But I really can't tie anything about Halloween into Christianity. Now, maybe you would say, well, giving to others or giving candy to others. I think that might be a, be a stretch, but I really believe it's a holiday that is rooted in the kingdom of darkness. And I think it would be best for churches just not to hold festivals at all. And I know I'm a church that has allowed kids on Sundays to come dressed up, and I don't think that's a good idea. I think it's bringing the world into the church or trying to bring, say, well, we're going to do something like the world does to try and get people to come to the church. And I, maybe you would argue and say, well, that's a great discipleship moment. It is. But again, I just don't think that that's the way to do it. I think that there are other ways that you can get people to come to church. And and one of those is not celebrating or not supporting a holiday that, again, is rooted in darkness. And if one of the things about Halloween that, again, I think is so dangerous is I believe that it promotes witchcraft. It promotes the occult. And it's talked about in Deuteronomy 18, 10 to 13. And you may say Halloween's talked about. It doesn't say that it's Halloween, but listen to this and see if you can, if you can kind of see how it's along the lines of, of things that you've heard about Halloween and, and things that have happened at Halloween there again, Deuteronomy 18, 10 to 13. And I read from the ESV, there should not be found among you anyone who burns his son or daughter as an offering. Now that's obviously hopefully not happening anywhere around the nation. Anyone who practices divination or tells fortunes or interprets omens or a sorcerer or a charmer or a medium or a necromancer or one who inquires of the dead for one who does these things is an abomination of the Lord. And because of these abominations, the Lord is driving them out before you. You shall be blameless before the Lord, your God. You know, one of the signs of Halloween are, are witches. And, and I know that there have been, you know, fortune tellers that are tied to all of that is of the occult. It's all talked about there in Deuteronomy that those are abominations and that the Lord is driving them out before us. And I read an article and I wish I could tell you what article exactly it was. I read quite a few about Halloween and it, it said this, and this is pretty cool. And it says real threats from Halloween are social problems, sinful behavior, drunk driving, pranksters and vandals and unsupervised children. And I think that pretty much sums it up. I don't know why we would want to promote a holiday like that. And any none of those things really bring, nothing good comes from those things. And they're really not good for society. And again, you may say, you know, we have a harvest festival and we it's a time for our community to come to our church. If that's what you want to do, if that's what your church wants to do, I'm not necessarily throwing any stones. Again, as I said, with alcohol, I think it's best to err on the side of caution and just not really acknowledge or celebrate the holiday at all. And I just don't feel that it's a holiday that we should be celebrating. I think there is too much of the world in the holiday. Another holiday or another thing that I've seen churches doing where they're bringing the world into the church, and that is having an Easter bunny at Easter instead of a cross and tomb. And you may say, well, there is a cross and tomb at our church. 
But if there's also an Easter bunny there, then I do have a big problem with that. I've seen many churches where they have pictures with families and they say, you know, come get your picture with the Easter bunny. The Easter bunny is a pagan symbol for Easter. It's supposed to represent a sign of new life or spring. Easter is not about the bunny. It's about the lamb who was slain. And I believe Easter is one of the most important events in all of history. Jesus conquered death, hell and the grave. He defeated Satan once and for all. He died for our sins and he was resurrected on the third day. That's what Easter is about. That's what we should be telling these kids. Now you may say, well, it's all, you know, it's all in fun and it doesn't matter. You're bringing a pagan symbol in to represent a holiday that is is sacred to Christianity, a holiday that, again, I believe is the most important event in all of history, Jesus dying on the cross for our sins. That's what it's about. The world has got its tentacles in so many different areas of our lives or in the church, and it's just, we can't do that. We can't allow the world to come in and get a foothold in the church. Satan wants us to focus on the bunny and the eggs because it takes our focus off Christ. And that's his main goal. He will always work to drive us from Christ. He will never drive us to Christ or lead us to the cross, lead us to the tomb that is empty. So that's why I say I think it is very dangerous to bring in those pagan symbols because then people start focusing on that rather than focusing on what really matters. And we have got to stop bringing the world into the church, focusing on the things that matter. Numbers don't matter. Leading people to Christ is what matters. If one person comes to know Christ or comes back to Christ, then it's all been worth it. Luke fifteen ten. Just so I tell you, there is joy before the angels of God over one sinner who repents. So if one person comes to know Christ as their Lord and Savior, that is all that matters. It's all been worth it. I think God will honor those who are truly trying to live a life like Christ. And so I think it's just better if churches don't have the Easter bunny at all. Don't don't have them in your church. Don't have it on your signage. Don't even promote that. Don't have an Easter egg hunt with the Easter bunny there. Because again, that's not what Easter is about. I expect cities, I expect other places to have Easter egg hunts and have the Easter bunny, but not the churches. The church is supposed to share the gospel and part of the gospel is Easter, that Jesus died on the cross and that he rose again on the third day. Here are some of my final words, and that is, we cannot be tempted to fit in to this world and to try and be accepted. I talked about in the last episode how the world hated Jesus, and they're going to hate us if we are part of the kingdom of God. And James 1.12 reminds us, blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial, for when he stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial. There's going to be pressure to bring the world into your church. There's going to be pressure to bring the world into your life. We've got to remain steadfast under trial for, because when we stand the test of times, God has promised he will love him who stood the test and said, that's why I think my last episode that I did or one of the previous episodes was so important. Standing for the truth, no matter the cost. God will always honor us when we stand for his truth. Oh, another one of my final words, and that is, I believe that we can tell whether someone is saved or not by their fruits. And Matthew seven fifteen to 20 talks all about this. I'm not going to read that for time's sake, but I encourage you to read that passage. It's called A Tree and Its Fruits 
Matthew 7, 15 to 20. And I think it talks about how we can tell whether someone is saved by the fruits and by their actions. Actions do speak louder than words. The Holy Spirit gives us spiritual discernment. The closer we grow to him, the more we can tell whether someone is truly saved or not. And I just pray that you ask for discernment, not to point fingers, but to surround yourself with fellow believers. If we look like the world, we have no witness. It's living like Christ that will help us truly change this world. So here's the takeaway for today. And that is, are there any areas of your life where the world is in that area of your life? I'm not saying it's in all of your life, but there may be an area where you've, you've got a lot of the world in that area of your life. We are to live in the world, but not be of the world. The one whom we serve said many times, his kingdom is not of this world. I believe it hurts our witness or we have no witness. If we hold up a mirror, and our lives reflect those of the world, the ways of the world, rather than Christ. Let me say a quick prayer, and I'll close this out for today. Lord, I just pray that there would be many listening today that would examine their lives and ask you to take the world out of whatever area of their lives that has crept into and to help us live more like you. I pray that you would help us to live boldly for you in everything that we do and be examples to the world. Thank you for your word and thank you for sending Jesus as the sacrifice for our sins and for a true example of how we should live our lives. Thank you for your grace and mercy and thank you for your word. It's in your name that I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. This is Truth From The Heart with Travis Sullivan. And just as a reminder, you can email the podcast at truthfromtheheartpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to today's episode. This is Truth From The Heart with Travis Sullivan. Remember, Jesus is King, Maranatha, and God bless until next time.